Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to Chuck Lieberman, our guest, Chief Investment Officer and Managing Partner at Advisors Capital Management. Chuck, you'd expect some nervousness ahead of the CPI report, and we got that today. But in fact, you, you might have expected even more, uh, given the Micron NVIDIA warnings of these two days and the cyclical nature of these types of companies. As Doug mentioned, all 30 stocks in the SOX index down today. Do you take today as as a warning of a bigger sell-off ahead or almost as a positive? Well, I think the fact that the market has come down nicely off its highs does create more value. Um, One of the things that we saw when we were looking at the markets a number of months ago, especially for high P multiple stocks, they needed rapid growth to justify their valuation. Um, And those valuations have come down quite a bit. So they look a lot more interesting than they used to. You have to go through them one by one. It's a market of stocks, not a stock market. And so you have to evaluate each company, its prospects. And as we do that, we find a lot of them offer a lot of value, even on the growth side, which are more vulnerable to rising interest rates. Well, you know, you look at the SOX index here, Chuck, and, you know, it is, of course, off hugely. But, you know, wasn't that always going to happen? And should we not read too much into what's going on with these chip makers, given how post-COVID and during COVID we had, of course, huge demand? You're exactly right, Rashad. Uh, These are highly cyclical companies. And so any slowdown in economic growth is going to have a huge impact on that sector, uh, especially considering that we had shortages of chips because of the uh, pandemic, and everyone was trying to ratchet up production as quickly as possible. So the supply may be catching up to demand, and certainly in some parts of that market, uh, that's already the case uh, because demand has weakened. Uh, So chips are not necessarily uh, indicative of what's happening more broadly in the economy. The rest of the economy looks like it's holding up very, very well. Mm. Uh, I really have a major problem with looking at GDP to understand what's going on. Uh, yeah. It's a very difficult thing to estimate. Uh, Bu- Bureau of Economic Analysis uh, throws tremendous resources at it. Uh, but one of the things that I regard as a truism is that it's much, much easier to count noses. And so I place much greater confidence in the behavior of the employment report as being an accurate indicator of what's happening in the economy rather than on GDP. 
Okay, so we've got the G, the CPI report coming. Everybody's focused on that. Uh, do you think that even a six-handle there means the Fed is going to have to stay aggressive? Uh, and what sort of number are you looking for? Uh, the Fed is going to have to stay aggressive, uh, I think, either way. Uh, my concern is that the, is the rise in labor costs. We got a, 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 a unit labor cost report earlier today uh, showed very, very high inflation or labor costs. Uh, that's going to provide a tremendous floor, a very solid floor underneath inflation. Inflation is going to come down near term because of some of the transitory components like autos or used cars. Uh, some of that will come out of the CPI, but yeah. uh, more <clears throat> fundamentally, labor costs are driving the CPI up. So I don't okay. expect CPI to come down to where the Fed needs it. Um Chuck, I know what you're looking at, the uh, Treasury curve, but the chat really focused on the, the spread between twos and tens. And the last time this was this inverted, I, I remember it well, but not fondly. It was 2000. The Fed had raised rates to, what, six and a half percent. Expectations were that essentially rates would hit about seven and three quarters of one percent. The yield curve, though, was distorted by the healthy state of the Federal Reserve's finances. However, now it's distorted by the, that very balance sheet not being like that, as well as QT. What do you make of it all? Yeah, that's one of the real conundrums, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the inversion of the curve would normally suggest that the economy is about to go into recession, and I just don't see the recession anywhere on the horizon. Um, rates are just not restrictive. Uh, net of inflation, and you can use whatever inflation number you think is appropriate. I would not use the 9% CPI, but whether it's 4, 4.5, 5, 3.5, uh, we have negative real rates. That's not going to restrict uh, economic activity. But, Chuck, the lag defect uh, is, is part of this. Um, markets can discount the lag defect of higher rates, but the economy just doesn't work that way. Right. Until you get higher rates, there's nothing to discount. Uh, we might think that we, we're going to get higher rates, uh, but the certain, again, the inversion of the yield curve suggests that the market is not priced for higher rates. The market does not believe higher rates are coming. So the Fed but has Chuck, no choice but to keep on raising rates. But, Chuck, surely it's where you look on the yield curve for that. Well, even short-term rates. Uh, and, by the way, Companies are not obligated to borrow in the short end of the market. They can go out long, and in fact, they're incentivized to go out long. They can, it costs them less to borrow in the 10-year maturity than in the, let's say, two-year maturity. But even at two years, rates are just not that high relative to inflation. So let's talk a little bit about the political side. Uh, we can come back to the markets and maybe even slip in the China question uh, in the time we have. I mentioned that there's been quite an uproar by Republicans as to the raids on the uh, Trump residence at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, do you see that as actually benefiting President Trump if indeed he decides to run or, that is or not hindering that campaign? Yeah, that's just not clear to me. I, I'm a Ph.D. economist. I'm a money manager. Uh, you're asking a political question, and... I don't know how the public is going to react to it. So my opinion is just as good as, as yours. Or, well, or the, any the, the reason I ask it is it would seem to make a big difference for the economy and, 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 you know, policy changes if Trump ran and won. You'd have to think about that even as a money manager. Absolutely. And uh, if Trump ran and won, uh, then obviously things would change pretty dramatically. But before we get to 2024, we're looking at 2022. There's a midterm election coming. I do expect uh, uh, Republicans to regain control of the House. Uh, it's unclear whether they have a good shot at regaining control of the Senate. 
But if they do regain control of the House, then certainly uh, the, the more progressive policies that uh, the Biden administration has been trying to get through will cease. They simply won't be able to get them. Uh, and that means that it, uh, I think policy will come to a standstill. Uh, the progressive end of the Democratic Party will not uh, accept compromise, uh, just as the Tea Party wing of the Republican Party wouldn't accept compromise when when they were uh, exerting a, a, a basic uh, uh, negation of anything that the administration was trying to do. So I think we're going to have uh, a deadlock Congress uh, before very long, and that means most policy actions are going to become... Uh, uh, hard to pass uh, unless they're widely Chuck. accepted. Chuck, um, I mean, that's it. I mean, gridlock is something that uh, many guests have commented on this program, saying that it's quite good for markets. But I just want to get a sense of what you're most optimistic about and what you're most pessimistic about. Well, I'm really pessimistic about the inflation outlook. Um, I th oddly enough, in the very short run, I think it's going to improve. It's going to come down. And that's because so much of, of it is transitory. Uh, my concern is that so much of it is not transitory, and it's going to continue to be sustained. And that's a problem because the current interest rate structure is inconsistent with the inflation rate. Uh, in terms of economic growth, uh, I think uh, one way to describe it is, is too much of a good thing. All right. Chuck Lieberman there, Chief Investment Officer and Managing Partner at Advisors Capital Management with us with his thoughts. This is Bloomberg. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Success is more than a destination. It's dedication, it's fortitude, and it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. It's the best of each of us, made better by the best in all. All of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a Stiefel Financial Advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.